Hello, happy new year to all listeners and welcome to BL Portfolio podcast coming from Business Lines in-house research team. At BL Portfolio, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance and other financial products as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. I am Sai Prabhakar, principal research analyst. It was a near flattish year for benchmark Nifty 50. Not a bad performance given the spate of global headwinds, geopolitical crisis, inflation and rate hikes. How are things looking now at the start of 2023 and how should investors play the market? To discuss this, we have with us Hari Vishwanath, Deputy Editor at BL Portfolio. Hi Hari. Hi Sai. So to start off, first can we discuss how will better FD returns impact equity asset class returns? Yes. See Sai, the thing is markets are a function of sentiment, liquidity, and fundamentals. All right. Sentiment and liquidity play their part in the short to medium term. Long term, it's always about fundamentals. So what is now happening is with FD rates going up, the liquidity part is getting impacted. Some of the money that was earlier coming into equities will now go into FDs because people are going to assess whether the risk versus reward, like putting it in the equities for the extra returns. Is it worth the risk? And is it worth the stress they may have to undergo as markets endure volatile phases. So the increase in FD rates is definitely going to have its impact on equities. In fact, it's already had. One of the reasons we've had a flattish year, the year has been flattish at the benchmark index level, but there has been deeper pain across small cap and mid caps. So the increase in FD has already had, had its impact on the broader markets. It may now have its impact on the benchmark and large cap stocks also in 2023. Okay, but given that FD returns might be tied to central banks, yeah. how much longer do you think central banks' hawkish stance will last? As of now, there is a conflict between market's expectation and what the central banks are saying. The US Fed is saying in clear terms that they have few more hikes to come and they're going to stay at that level for the rest of the year. But the markets and the options market in US for the Fed funds rate is indicating there may be cuts or rather not, maybe there will be cuts by middle or the last quarter of the year. So there is a conflict between the views of the market participants and the central banks. Similarly, in Europe also, recently the Europe central bank statement has been hawkish. In India also, the tone has been hawkish. So you could say broadly, the central banks are pretty wary of inflation and they don't want to take their chances by tilting to a dovish stance and thereby reigniting the inflation, which seems to be cooling in the last two months. And they have lessons from history also to learn where premature reduction in interest rates can have uh, long-term painful consequences. So I think as of now, we can go with what the central banks are saying. The other thing is that let's say the central banks actually tilt their stance and they actually start cutting rates. It's going to be because the pain in the economy is so much. It's like the recession is getting quite deep and uh, which will be very bad for corporate earnings. So if the stance of central banks change, it's a negative news and not a positive news because we are past the old liquidity era. Now the focus this year in 2023 has to be on fundamentals, which is earnings and valuation relative to 
alternative investment options for investors. So to that extent, I think whether the central bank stays hawkish with their, which is their indication now, or they tell their stance, both are not positive for markets in 2023. Okay. So you mentioned something about multiples and earnings growth revision. So between multiple contraction and earnings growth revisions, what should be the range that Nifty can trade in in 2023? Yeah. So here I would like our listeners' attention to the big story we had written in our Sunday edition. We had mentioned few things. Number one, we have said that this could be a year of multiple contraction at the Nifty 50 level. And then the other thing we have pointed out is that Currently, consensus is expecting around 14% earnings growth for Nifty 50 in calendar year 23. So these two are the data points that the market is considering. But here are a few things that we need to get. Okay, In the last 8 out of 10 years, the consensus has overestimated earnings by 10%. All right. So in 80% of the time in the last 10 years, we have had significant earnings downgrade. Like in April, they expect a certain uh, earnings by end of the year for nifty 50 companies at the end of the year it is at least 10 percent lower this has been the trend 80 percent of the time in the last 10 years so when you are saying 14 percent growth for calendar year 23 we need to take it with pinch or even pounds of salt because the global headwinds are quite significant although domestic macroeconomic fundamentals remain good we are not immune to the global headwinds all right so that is one thing so when you factor in that backdrop What we need to consider is what has been the historical growth rate in earnings. Nifty 50 earnings growth in the last five years has been 11% and in the last 10 years and 15 years has been 7%. I think that's a reasonable estimate to consider as more reliable for the simple reason that in markets, mean reversion is a proven fundamental truth. Markets always revert to mean in multiple aspects, whether it is valuations, whether it is earnings growth, whether it is profit margins. So considering that, what we have given in our big story edition is we've given a table where we have said what are the different scenarios that can play out for uh, Nifty 50 depending on historical trends, all right? So for example, if Nifty stays at current levels and uh, earning growth at the five-year average, we may at best we can expect 11% Nifty growth, which is not great given that some decent fixed income options are giving you even 8, 8.5%. But it is not bad. It's still some level of outperformance at 11%. But that is assuming that the current multiples stay put. If we revert to the 5-year PE multiple of Nifty, the growth that you're going to get is only 6% at 11% earning growth. Now, 6% growth at the benchmark index level on top of a 4% growth in 2022 is not great returns. So investors need to factor that. And then what if we go to the 10-year average? you might end up losing 3% in in your Nifty investments. And what if earnings growth come down to 7%, you might end up losing 10% in your Nifty investments. So if people look at the table, they'll be able to see the multiple sensitivities the, uh, that can play, that can impact Nifty uh, based on where what actually plays out. I think investors need to take gauge of this for the simple reason that which is one thing that I mentioned is that consensus has overestimated earnings very frequently. That trend is there. And the other thing is that this is something I want to mention. We had written in our uh, equities outlook at the start of 2022, which is exactly one year back. We laid out a scenario that played out in 2010, which is after the subprime crisis and then there was fiscal and monetary stimulus in 2009. 
Nifty earnings growth was 40 percent in 2010, and then it tapered to single digits after that in 2011, 2012, etc. Some part of it is already playing out. We had pointed out this risk and played out partly, which is that in 2021 we had 40 percent earnings growth, a little over 40 percent earnings growth in Nifty, and we have fallen to 7 percent earnings growth in 2022. So we need to be aware of the risks to earnings growth also. So this is why I believe the range of returns can be theoretically based on these uh, different scenarios that can play out. At best, you can get 11% returns uh, and you may lose 15%. This is based on historical trends. But of course, if there is some other global headwind, etc., and there is, let's say, more fear in the market, then yeah, there can be more downside. Of course, if optimism remains, you may get more than 11%. But I think we should strongly consider the historical trends at this point in time. So in between all these global headwinds and domestic strengths, what are the pockets of opportunity that seem attractive for 2023 within sectors? Yes, okay. So one thing is asset allocation holds key, all right? People need to judiciously allocate across fixed income investments, equities, and gold. I think we are past the time where we could be aggressively allocating to equities. So one thing is people can reduce equities allocation and allocate more to fixed income at this point in time. At the same time, I would recommend that people keep some investments in fixed investment that can be easily liquidated because as these global headwinds play out and the central bank hawkishness plays out, there may be volatilities in the market that investors can capitalize on. Let us say there may be some event which may bring about a correction in the markets and investors should be in a position to capture those opportunities. So we would recommend keeping some investments in liquid uh, fixed investments that you can quickly shift to equities. But that is not now. When the time comes, people should consider it. At BL Portfolio, we will definitely recommend when the opportunity comes. Within equity, the pockets of opportunities may lie in financials, uh, financials which are reasonably valued and which may be less immune to global headwinds. Pharma stocks also, although pharma has domestic as well as global exposure, they have shown more resilience during economic slowdowns. So I would say these is where we have the pockets of opportunities. Thanks for those insights, Hari. That's it from us this week. Stay tuned for further podcast and actionable advice from us at BL Portfolio. Read us in print on Sundays and online at thehindubusinessline.com slash portfolio. Do share our podcast in your circles if you find them useful. Thank you.